College football is broken. Coaches are leaving in droves to the NFL. We need to fix it. So, gr so grab your drills, grab your wrenches, and let's go to work. You are Locked On Bandy, your daily podcast on the Vanderbilt Commodores, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Vandy podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corey Burton. Today, we're going to explore Clark Lee's claim on college football radio on Sirius XM that college football is indeed broken. Coaches are leaving in droves to the NFL, and we are going to maybe have to blow things up and restructure a few things. We're going to explore all of that, plus a little bit of baseball talk as we near opening day uh, for the Vandy boys, but all that uh, on the Locked On Vandy podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Vandy your first listen every day. Thank you to the everydayers as well. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So Clark Lee was on Sirius XM and he claimed that college football is broken. And you know what? Under the current state of things, yes, I think he's right. And, and college football coaches are leaving for the NFL. Jeff Halfley, uh, most recently, um, you have Chip Kelly on the verge of leaving. Liam Cohen jumped back into the NFL. Like you have all these coaches that are interested in taking spots in the NFL, and it's becoming a problem because like, the reason it's becoming a problem and the reason why I think he's right in saying that it's broken, not broken beyond repair, but broken indeed, um, is because I, I think you're trying to kind of blend two models together. And when you look at what college football kind of used to be, I mean, it's been a, it's been big business for a lot of years, um, 50 years, probably if I, if you need to put a number on it, it's been, it's been that way for a long, long time. Uh, it's been a business, but like the current business model that it sits in where you're in this new era of NIL, you're in this new era of transfer portal where things just kind of seem to be free and clear of regulation, like or very little regulation and very cl little clear guidelines on things. Like it is indeed kind of the wild west and nobody really knows how to proceed. And what I mean by like an old system being heaped onto a, or a new system being heaped on top of an old system. I think with the old system, like everything personnel ran through the nine to 10 on field coaches. They had to do all the recruiting, all the roster management, all of the, all of the things they didn't have these big giant staffs, like, like some of these programs have, and they didn't have a lot of things. So, in that essence, you're seeing these college football coaches get things dumped on them, and it's becoming a way bigger burden because, like, if you compare this to an NFL organization, they're the GM, director of scouting, offensive coordinator, head coach, head of marketing, um, what else? Um, 
brand management, sponsorship, like they're ahead of everything. And these college football coaches, the recruiting calendar is messed up. Like it's just like year rounds, like they get no break and they're just getting absolutely crushed. And you're starting to see like evidence of that taking its toll because like Jeff Jeff Halfley, for example, is the new defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. He would rather be the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers rather than the head coach at Boston College. Why? Because the NFL has structure. That's exactly why. Um, my cousin, who Buster Falker, who is a coach at Georgia Tech, loves being at Georgia Tech. So don't take this like he doesn't like being at Georgia Tech. But like he even commented, that's why Todd Munkin left Georgia to go to the NFL. Um, it's why Liam Cohen left Kentucky to go back to the NFL after leaving Kentucky one time before to go to the NFL. And that's why he's been in the NFL with Sean McVay is because the schedule, believe it or not, is a lot better. And the one word that describes all of that structure. Okay. Structure. It's, it's unified and it's structured. Okay. Now college football is going to like, like Candace Lee sent out her letter to a bunch of people. Candace story leaves the AD sent out a letter to a lot of like, uh, people involved with the university, directly involved with the university, season ticket holders and all that stuff. She's calling for support and in, in, in legislation for NIL. Yes, that is going to be very, very, very difficult, especially in this non-structured world of college football. But I think even in that, part of the reason why the NFL is able to manage a lot of this stuff is because of structure. And I don't think you're going to be able to do things the NFL does in college football with NIL. But, you know, I, I think there there are some guardrails that can be put in place or there are some structures and some processes that can be put in place to kind of help streamline this, make it efficient and make it equitable. Right. And so the reason why college football is is like seemingly broken and there's guys leaving and Chip Kelly wants to get is because like nobody knows who's running things. The NCAA just hasn't really done a good job of like putting their foot down, regulating this or that, you know, setting clear guidelines like, Hey, we're going to do it. We're going to do NIL, but like, we're not really going to tell you what, what's going on. We're just going to kind of tell you when you got it wrong. Um, yeah. And that's a problem, but it, it, it comes down to structure and it's, it's becoming like, it's becoming a problem because you're losing a lot of good coaches. That's the reason why it's a problem. I said it at the start of the show. My take is exactly that. College football coaches are leaving, and it's a problem. All right. And when you when you have all of this, and you have these coaches, like when they preach structure in their programs, it's hard to do when the outside world around you is not structured. And you have so many different moving parts that aren't talking to each other. You have these NIL collectives that aren't affiliated with the university, but get regulated in a way as if they are, like dealing with the Tennessee situation and what Florida State's going through and Michigan's going through. Like th there's, there's all sorts of things that could be just clear if you had a leadership structure, if you had just structure. In general, and you don't, which is becoming the problem. And 
what I think you have to, I think what you have to look at to see like why, you know, why he says this kind of thing is because coaches can't coach. Coaches can't do what they're hired to do because they wear so many different hats. That's why it's a problem, right? We're, we're exploring why. I'm going to restate the objective again. College football is broken. Coaches are leaving in droves, and it's a problem. And now I'm telling you the why. These are the, these are the supporting facts that go under the why. There's lack of structure. Coaches aren't being able to coach because they're wearing so many different hats. And you have to figure out a way to, to, to achieve all of that. The recruiting schedule is absolutely brutal. Brutal. It's year-round. The early signing day period has kind of disrupted the apple cart there. There's not much break. Coaches are getting burnt out because they're constantly having to recruit high schoolers. They're recruiting their own rosters. And in these transfer windows, they're recruiting the portal as well. And everyone's playing under the same guidelines as far as that. Everyone's playing under the same calendar as far as that. But, like, that's a lot, man. Like, I, I'm tired. I might just get up and go to bed now just talking about it. And so when, when, you, when you look at why they're leaving, it's no wonder they're leaving. Because, like, what they're leaving is, is a world that just creates strife, creates stress, uncertainty, and not knowing what's next. And then on top of all of that, you better win or you're gone. Like I got to deal with all that and I got to worry about winning. Like let me worry about winning and like figure out the rest. But like there's so many different moving parts that you can't. So we're going to take a look at now what you can do to kind of fix all of that, right? I've got my tools. Now we got to go ahead and try to figure out how we're going to fix all of that. We're going to do that next. All right. Happy. This, well, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Um, happy Super Bowl for those of you who celebrate. Um, want to, uh, those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. What do I love most about Super Bowl Sunday? Can I can I say, uh, do I like the game? Do I like the food? Do I like the commercials? What do I like? Can I say D, all the above? Because like the game's always incredible. The food is always incredible, which comes with an atmosphere and, and stuff. But the commercials are also really creative and really funny. They have to be because they're paying $7 million per spot. So uh, I love all of it, man. And the, the bets, you know, obviously the big bets go on the spread and the over under, but I also love the, I also love the prop bets too. Like the anytime touchdowns, the, uh, I love doing like the Super Bowl because they have halftime show bets. They have commercial bets. They have what color Gatorade is going to be dumped on the winning coach bets. They have all kinds of stuff that you can do uh, with prop bets. So they have so many ways you can end the season with a W. Where you get a W or two or three or four or five. What? Uh, not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so, so much more. So new customers, peep this. Join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Okay. 
but you can't do that unless you visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official official sports book of the NFL. All right, welcome back. It is segment number two. Uh, thank you for linking Locked On Vandy, your first listen each and every day. Check out Locked On SEC. Make them your second listen. Thank you also to the everydayers. Without you guys, it would make it possible. You make it possible for this show to go on. So you can visit us on social media as well, Locked On Vandy, on all platforms. Uh, right now, currently, all platforms is just X and Instagram, but maybe that'll change here in the in the future. Let's get up to 250 to s- subscribers, and we will uh, we will talk about social media, uh, elevated social media content. So that being said, we talked in the first segment, um, offered you some hints on kind of what it might take to to fix this problem, but we explored why college football is broken. Why coach? Why are coaches leaving? Why is it a problem? Because it is a problem. Good coaches are leaving college football. That that's that is very much true. But now we have to kind of look at. All right, we've got this problem out here, and me, I'm a problem solver. I'm a solution guy. So we have to figure out how we're going to fix it now. All right, and I, I think there's a lot of solutions. There's probably a ton. There's probably a million solutions. There's probably guys with. There's probably guys and men and women out there with bigger brains than me out there putting their heads together and figuring out uh, something that could happen if they ever are called to do so. But uh, if, if you want my opinion, here it is. I think you have to, I think you have to like Clark Lee's doing with football. I'm going to use that as a metaphor here for comparison's sake, but I think you just have to kind of revamp everything with college football because with this new age of college football, things are vastly different. There's so many different things you have to keep your finger on uh, in the world of college football that a singular head football coach can't do. Otherwise, he's not going to be able to coach team. So I think within athletic departments, I think you have to restructure from the AD on down, right? Your AD is obviously in charge of the athletic department. That is your that is your answer. Okay. So I, I think you have to let's start with the staffs. Okay. Let's start with the organization itself, the organizational structure, then we'll then we'll, we'll go on from there. Okay. But I, I think you kind of have to I think you kind of have to make this a standard uh, throughout college football or, or you know it's not going to work. Like you and, and maybe you have different levels of it for the different levels that you govern as the NCAA. Like Power five, G five. Like I think you're gonna have to let's let's start there. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to separate. This is called restructuring. Okay, you're gonna have to separate power five, G five, and then obviously FCS, Division two, Division three, right? And you're gonna have to set things in place for different those different organizations, right? So you're gonna have to have power five, which most of those schools are. Pretty, eh, I don't know. They're the most even it's going to be. But you have to have some sort of unifying policies within Power 5 or unifying structures and procedures within Power 5 that kind of make it work for Power 5. Same with G5, same with SCS, same with Division 2, same with Division 3. Okay? Um, you have to have things in place that, that go with it. And some basic things that I think you could have at all levels – 
is you ha- you need to have some sort of staff of like two or three. Maybe maybe you put caps on it so that everyone's kind of equal in this regard. But you have like kind of a director and like two or three assistants, and that's your NIL staff. Okay, you with me here? NIL staff, their job is to manage the the sponsorships, manage the collectives. As I said in my in yesterday's episode with with the whole NIL stuff, you have to have a staff that manages that. Make sure they they almost act as agents to make sure that the sports are getting paid as equitable as possible. Now, obviously, football is going to football generates the most money, so they're naturally going to probably get the most kickback, right? It's just like any other business. But there's ways to get your people paid relative to what they produce. Okay? You have to create something like that. You have to create almost your inner agency. They're in charge of NIL. They're in charge of making sure that there's people in place that can help get your people compensated without them being paid directly by the university. Okay? Take that off the head coach's plate. All right, that's a relief. All right, I think you have to revamp your scouting departments. Like, I think you have to have, and maybe you maybe to make things equitable for, uh, and, and I'm gonna use I'm just gonna go football because we're talking about football. But like, maybe you need to revamp your staffs and cap it, like you cap the on-field coaches, like you cap GAs and analysts and stuff like that. Like you just you need to have some caps on it. Maybe you restructure some things and restructure some people and move some positions around to be able to create the same size staff, but now you just have different departments. You need a director of scouting. And then from there, you need, you know, the, he, he, the director of scouting is over everything. Then you need an NFL office. You have player, you have pro personnel, and uh, college scouts, right? So you need high school transfer portal, which is basically college football personnel. All right, you need those two avenues. And I'm looking at my time, man. I don't think we're going to be able to get to baseball day, so we might have to strike that off the list. So sorry about it. Um, but you need those two departments. All right, and then you need a staff of like two or three, maybe four, uh, three, probably three in each. Um, people helping them. So you create a nice little web there. All right. You're creating jobs. You're a billion dollar industry. So you, you, you have plenty of money. You're, you're creating jobs for people and uh, you're creating opportunity. So, so scouting departments, right? They handle all things recruiting and scouting, right? They are, they present to the coaching staff. All right. So you have that. Now you have your coaching staff and their teams, right? You have your on-field coaches who each have, you know, the offense has a team of analysts and the defense of staff has a team of analysts, probably three. And uh, special teams has an analyst, has a singular analyst. The analysts focus on all the, the, the breakdown stuff, kind of like the current structure of the analysts right now. And then you have your on-field coaches who actually go out and do the recruiting. So like, your uh, your director of scouting presents things to the head coach. The head coach is the head of, of everything. Your 
NIL director is kind of like your uh, – so you have like a three-headed monster here. You have your head coach who's over football op- operations. You have scouting who's over that. And then you have NIL who's over the money. So you have those three guys working together at the top of the food chain. The coaches develop. The coaches are in player development, they, so they develop the players. They go out and actually recruit the players that are presented to them. And uh, they kind of help the scouting department by also finding their own guys. Uh, but the scouting department is supposed to just give them a heap of things um, and and help them out. Kind of like the kind of the way the analysts help help them out with football stuff. The re- the scouting department helps them with the recruiting side of it, so that they can execute that and they can execute that. All right. So that's how you restructure staffs. And then you have obviously your GAs, your interns, things like that, who kind of help with the grunt work. All right. And then your video staff, your social media, uh, your, your content creation staff. Cause I think, I think it's important that uh, schools have that, whether, whether or not within your video staff, you have a couple of people that do con- like, however you want to structure that, I think, but I, I think it's important to have those things. Um, I don't know that you can regulate all of that, but like it, I think it'd be a good model um, to have, but to me, I think if you had all of that, your head coaches especially will have a lot taken off their plates, and I think they'll be available more to do what they're hired to do, which is coach and develop and win games. So to me, that seems like a win-win. So we're going to take another short break. When we come back, um, I'm going to I'm going to call an audible here, okay? It says baseball, what to make of the outfield. Um, I'm going to do a U- – I might do a YouTube short on that just so you get my – my take and my opinion on that. I have to, st- I need to stay with this college football structuring. Cause like there's, there's a lot of avenues here. So we we've restructured the staffs. We've kind of restructured the layout of the staffs. I think that's a pretty, pretty good idea. Le- make sure in the comments, tell me your ideas. If you agree, if you love my ideas, give me a thumbs up. If you don't, Hey, how do we fix it? Right? So that being said, we're going to, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the schedule. We're going to talk about the calendar and how this all lays out and who, who, how the calendar affects which group. So uh, stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. We'll do that next. All right. We are also presented by game time. Just think about this. What could you do with an extra hundred dollars in Vegas? If you were there for the big game, don't get too creative, but would you buy yourself a great dinner? Would you go to the craps table, blackjack? Would you go to a show? Would you go play golf? Would well, I'm not even going to get into the other things, but game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. And right now, all users get $100 off when they buy a big game ticket with code VEGAS100 with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets, right? Um, My favorite things, all right, the things I love about it. I mean, I love the last-minute tickets, the flash deals, the zone deals. Like, I I think all that's fascinating. I, I love that you can see your seat from the venue, and get a view of like how you're going to see the event. Um, I think it's easy. And I think that the lowest price guarantee, make sure you get the best price. So as I said, they're the only ticket app that gives you the complete peace of mind with your purchase. 
See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They have all-in prices show you your total up front so you know what you're getting a great deal before you check out. And you can buy a sec- tickets in seconds with just two taps. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app and use the code VEGAS100. That's V E G A S 100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or, or if you're not going to the game, use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we're back. Uh, for segment number three, got a few minutes left in the show. We're gonna we're gonna close it out like this. It says baseball on the schedule over there, but we're not gonna talk baseball. Okay, I had planned to talk baseball because I want to explore what the outfield's gonna look like. I want to explore who the playmakers are gonna be out there. I want to see how Tim Corbin does this lineup. But honestly, we're just not gonna get there tonight, and that's okay. We can talk some baseball tomorrow. But here's the thing. We're, we're fixing this broken college football thing, right? We're throwing out some ideas. This is this is a fun topic, right? We're, we're structuring ideas. We're, we're throwing out things, okay? We've, we've, re, we've revamped the staffs. We've divided things up to make these college football coaches do what they're hired to do, which is coach football, okay? The second best – the next best thing that the NFL offers is structure in, in their structure, which that's the overarching theme, structure, Right to provide structure, I think you need to have a clean calendar. And when I say clean calendar, these coaches, these GMs, these scouts know exactly where they fit in, how they fit in, at what point they fit in in the in the year. Okay, everyone knows where they fit. Okay, if you're a pro personnel scout, college scout, whatever, you know your schedule. And for college scouts, unfortunately. It's like 250 days a year or something like that. But um, those people are the hardest working people. But uh, here's the thing, man. Like, I think in order to restructure the schedule, you also have to let more people travel too. I think you have to listen to regulations on that too. Because right now only the on-field coaches can travel. And I think think in order to clean up this whole recruiting thing and, you know, make this – make recruiting – you just have to allow your your scouting staffs to be able to to be able to to, to travel. They used to have scouts, but they, you should you should let your high school staffs uh, be able to travel a little bit. Okay, all right. But re- redoing the calendar, all right. I think that's I think it's of uber importance because I think you need to have a well defined transfer transfer portal era or transfer portal. Okay, um, and unlike the NFL, like. Once you once the new season starts, you hit free agency. Like you can, you know, it's not like, you know, I, I think you, you got to have like where the portal actually closes to give people incentive to like make have to make a decision on whether or not they they can actually jump in or not. Um, so I think you have to have a port. I think you have to have a window, a portal window. Okay, and I think your portal window starts after. I think it starts. After the national championship, I think you have a well. Eh, that wouldn't work. I think you I, okay. The portal window because you have to enroll and all that stuff. So, I think the portal window after the last regular season game, 
And I think the arbitrary date of like, let's say January 10th, I think you have to set more of a hard date because like different schools will open at different times. Okay. So once you're in the portal, I, I think you, you're obviously beholden to enrollment times after that. But I think, I think you should be able to give your, give your people time to transfer time to enter the portal between that time to give them a chance to enroll. Okay. And I think, um, you know, with that, you get like every, every enrollment period, I think you give, I think there's a, a fall, I think there's a, a, a spring semester enrollment and a deadline for fall semester enrollment. So like, if you want to be eligible for the next season, I think there's a certain date within the end of the semester. So like the, so the end of April, like the end of, like the end of uh, November, I think are your two days where you're going to open up, let's say, um, from November 28th, the day, you know, the, the day after the, the, the regular season, which is, um, which is Thanksgiving. I think that Thanksgiving week, I think that Monday after Thanksgiving, I think you start, started there and you go until like January 5th, right? Cause most classes aren't going to start on January 5th. So I think you go to like January 5th, give people time to enroll. If you're not in the portal by then you can't, you can't enter. And by doing that, you give chance, you give people chances to enroll. Okay. I think the high school recruiting windows, I think you should. There's a lot of things in recruiting. We can explore the recruiting operation. We're gonna have to carry this over into tomorrow. But I think you need to to kind of preview for tomorrow. I think you need to update the recruiting calendar. I think you need to have um, I think you need to have your signing date earlier to where your recruiting window is, you know, obviously you can sign any day after signing day, but like, I think you offer your signing day before the senior season starts. Right. I think you offer that as a signing day because like, let's be honest, like Alabama's not signing any brand new seniors that they don't know about. They're not discovering a senior. They don't know about their senior year. Like if you make it to your senior year and you haven't gotten an offer from Alabama, you're not going to get one. That's how that's how recruiting is working. They're two they're two classes ahead at this point. Like they're working two classes at a time, so like they like they can do that. They can make this. They can make the signing period start then, and then you can sign any day from there until you graduate. I think you give them their whole senior. I think you give them their whole senior year to sign. Right. Obviously, that first signing period, like you, it's going to be first come, first serve, like it always is. But I think if you move the signing day back to then, you get all your official visits in the spring. You get them all as juniors in official visits for games. I think it shifts the calendar in a way that, like, I, I think you can, I think you can do some, some creative, unique stuff. So, um, but we're going to continue this discussion on the next episode. So you're going to have to stay tuned right there. But we, we're, we're going to look further at, how you uh, how you manipulate the schedule? We can look at uh, we can look more in depth to the staffs as well. Just kind of deeper dive into the structure that I'm proposing. So, uh, with that being said, this is the Locked On Vandy podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. If this were a movie, it would be to be continued. But uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Anchor down.